But I find oftentimes the oh you've changed is you've grown and now you're making me uncomfortable or you're changing a bad habit into a good habit. And now I feel judged, not necessarily because of what you're doing, but because you're shining a light onto what I probably shouldn't be doing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wait Holds Up, a podcast where we talk to homegirls, experts, and others to help us live our most authentic lives. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And yes, so much love to you wherever you're listening. Thanks so much for joining us today. And this week, Jess, drum roll because it's Cozy, Cozy Convos. Yes. If you've been following us since we launched this year, you know that we started um, a new segment when it's just Yarel and myself where we get to have our cozy convos. And this is basically our chance to get intimate with one another, get intimate with y'all, get comfortable, and maybe talk about something that we're kind of going through or a request from the audience. And today's topic is actually a request from one of our listeners who asked us to talk about nurturing friendships and, you know, knowing when it's maybe time to end a friendship, which I know. So, you know, I know we've talked about this before because so many of our guests have spoken about the importance of like the women in their lives Mm -hmm. in helping them either maintain Mm-hmm. maintain yeah. their sanity being their sounding board being that per like you know that group that comité as you've called yeah. them um <laughs> that that like you know keep you grounded and I've told people many many times on this show also that like Yara was one of my first friends in LA and look at where it's brought us so <laughs> it's it's brought us but you know but the truth is is that as we get older as we get out of college as we move on to our careers, as we maybe move across the country, as I did, Mm -hmm. it is hard as hell to find new friends. Yeah, 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 for sure. When, who do you think was like the last new friend that you made? I, that's a good one. I think maybe, maybe my producer at work who was, who I met, what, three years ago, uh, I, and, and I mean uh-huh. that in like, she, she's become a really close friend now, right? Not like as an acquaintance or um, a coworker, but as in like, we've built a friendship and we've hung out and talked and, you know, really invested in each other outside of the workplaces. And so I think she's mm. been the last one, but I agree with you. I think that as, as we get older, I, when you're in college, right? Even like when you're in high school, when you're in college, it's you're yearning to make friends, right? It's, it's connecting to people. It's uh, relating to people. I think that's why it's such a, a pivotal time for us to like join organizations and sororities for men like fraternities. Um, and it's, it's just that time as you get older, you, you kind of narrow down, you know, your, your search of friends. You found your clique, you totally. found your sisterhood, you found those, those people that are our friends in, in different areas, because I also think that when it comes to friendships, just, and I, and I don't know how you feel about this, but there's like, there, there are a few friends that I just won't, I won't, con- I won't hang out with them at the same time. I won't mix 
because it's like I don't think that's gonna be a good combo. And I've had those situations where I've hung out with a few people, with a few of my really good friends, and it has not turned out okay because. This is my friend who's who I hang out with and I work out with. She's my health friend. Mm. She's the one that keeps me on check when it comes to like my health, uh, um, my spirituality. And then this friend is una loca, right? And I love her because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. una loca because she's always she also keeps me uh, engaged in different things and keeps me curious and like taps other aspects of myself. So I would definitely agree with you. Like I, as we get older and as we kind of really narrow down our, our, you know, our sacred spaces are, are very, uh, the, the things that, that make us who we are and the things that we value, mm-hmm. we become very selective when it comes to people that we let in. Yeah. And I, you know, I love it because you, what you sort of are referencing is like the fact that like, as we get older, we start to realize that um, our our friends, and I think even beyond that, you start to realize, realize this about so many people in your lives, but especially your friends aren't meant to be everything, right? right? And like, or rather aren't meant to be one, that, that one friend who can maybe handle right. everything, right? It's like, if anything, if you have that one person, it's like exactly. one person, but the vast majority of your friends are going to be like, all right, if I need a good time, I know who I'm yep. going to call. If I want to have my spiritually grounding conversation, I know who I'm going to call. And maybe there's like a couple here or there that you can do all right. of that with. But I think especially when you're younger, it's sort of like the expectation to, sh- to have someone show up as like they can tick all right. the boxes is a lot greater when you're younger. Whereas when you get older, it's like, at least for myself, I found, okay, I've been asking you to be X when you're really mm. Y. You're not a bad right. friend. You're just Y. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. And recognizing that I think will salvage a lot of friendships and also just make you enjoy people so much more. Right. So true. And also, and, and, and with that, like I, it, it's, I've been really, I, I, you know, I have some friends still that I'm, I'm, I'm really close to from high school friends, obviously from college. And I have a group of friends actually from college that we used to get together every year. It was like five of us. Uh, we used to get together in like a different city and obviously, you know, you get older, you get married, they have had kids. It's been very difficult for us to hang out or to plan this trip, but we're still connected, right? We still text, mm-hmm. we're on a thread, mm-hmm. we're still keeping tabs on each other. And when we do hang out or FaceTime, it feels like time hasn't really stopped. Like we just pick up where we left mm. off. You know, we, we're still, we still know what's, what's happening, the, the big parts of our lives. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think, and I do, and I do agree with you. I also, I also feel like with friendships for me, um, lately, or, or I think in the past few years, I, I've noticed that, um, you know, some friendships sometimes are not supposed to last forever, right? Like some mm. friendships are not supposed to be, oh, you, you, you met someone, you click with them, you hang out a few times and then you, you, yeah, it's like this besties idea, and then something happens and you're not and you stop talking and you're in different places mm-hmm. in your life. And to me, in the last few years, I feel that's been a really hard thing to learn and to come to terms with, that it's okay when a friendship doesn't take on its course as what you wanted. 
I, I want to say like, yeah, when a friendship ends, but yeah, when the friendship is not what you, what it used to be, it's okay for a friendship mm-hmm. to evolve. It's okay for a friendship to become just like, Hey, you know, an acquaintance kind of situation. Um, because I think for me, and again, in these past few years, it's been a, a really interesting lesson in learning to let go of people that I was really close to. That's, that's hard. And you know, I think there are some relationships that just fizzle. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and that sort of is like on both parts. And it's almost like I imagine like the two people are just like, you see each other yeah, drifting yeah, yeah. apart. And it's like, I'm not going to say nothing. You're not going to say and nothing. I didn't do, and I we're didn't good, do anything, but, and you didn't do anything, but I'm cool. But right. it's done. But then there are those friendships that you know need to change. Mm. And I think that sometimes that's, maybe like a toxic behavior that um and you know I think when I was in my 20s or early to mid 20s was probably the most times that when I heard people say oh you've changed mm. oh you've changed and I will just say to anyone who's maybe hearing that in their friendships or is potentially been feeling that towards a friend like look at what that where that's coming from is that like oh you've changed and you know yourself know that you've picked up a very bad habit and it's like um this person is saying that to you from like a place of concern or well-being but I find oftentimes the oh you've changed is you've grown and now you're making me uncomfortable or you're changing a bad habit into a good habit and now I feel judged, not necessarily because of what you're doing, but because you're shining a light onto what I probably shouldn't be doing and, or, or what I wish I could do, but personally feel like I can't. And it took a while for me to realize like someone saying, oh, you've changed is not a bad Mm -hmm. thing. In some way, it's almost like a compliment, you know, depending on how it's coming at you. And I'm just like, oh, why? Thank you. Because I would hope that I'm not the same person when I was 18 or 22 or 28, yada, yada, yada. You know, I hope to be constantly evolving. And if that makes, you know, a friend or a family member uncomfortable, then it took a while to realize, but that says more about that person than it actually does. A thousand percent for sure. I, and, it, and it's it feels uh, to some extent when, I, when 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 that happens too because I I've, I've been on the other side of it as well right when you're like oh well she's in another place in her life she's going through something else she's she's evolving into something and I really can't keep I'm I'm in another stage in my life and I can't keep up with her so it's okay if our friendship is not going to be the same anymore because she's she's evolving right. into she's digging deep into her spirituality and i'm still I'm, I'm i'm barely digging so it's okay if our friendship becomes something different whereas like a few months ago we were out partying all summer you know mm. she's in another mm-hmm, space mm-hmm. um so yeah i that's that's so interesting that you say that because i i i feel like as much as i can catch myself in the place of like i'm i'm the one that's growing and evolving and changing it can also be the other way around where a good friend of yours, someone that you care deeply and that you that you love and that you hold so dear is it can also be in another place in, in, in their lives. And it's and it's OK. Absolutely. It's OK to, to it's OK to also set boundaries, you know, when we're feeling and when we're feeling like we're in a certain uh, space in our lives when we need space from other people Um you know, especially right now with COVID, I feel like the, the past year with the pandemic, 
we've all been in like hot freaking boiling water right and like a pressure mm-hmm. cooker we've mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're working from home if you're any wherever you're at we've all we're dealing with like deep shit we're dealing with with yeah. a health crisis we're dealing with an economic crisis so it's testing every aspect of our lives and it's also pressuring a lot of our relationships i mean we've seen it with divorce rates up the roof Mm-hmm. domestic violence mm-hmm. you know in in all of its in, in all aspects not just with a spouse um we've seen it with all these studies with our mental health so you know i i i was very um you know touched when when a lot when some of our listeners were like talk about friendships but also talk, talk about friendships during this time how have we been able to you know maintain these relationships because like any other relationship, I think friendships when when you have when you have close friends or when you when you care about your friends, there's a sense of like commitment that you have to that that you have to put into it, right? Sense of time, sense of like um mm-hmm. bonding and nurturing for the friendship to to continue to grow or or move or um evolve. So and it's been so hard in this last year for a lot of us to one, not be able to see our friends in person. Um, a lot of us dealing with so much that we're not even able to communicate as much as we want. Like I, I, I catch myself being like, damn, I haven't seen her in a long time. Or shit, I need to text her. Mm-hmm. Like even, even calling myself out like, damn, you've been a bad friend, bitch. Like get, get your phone, <laughs> like pick up your phone and call her. Yeah. And you know, or, or DM her or send a freaking cloud signal. I don't know. Like so many ways, whereas we're also taking in so much people, you know, people, our friends and people that we love are also taking in so much. So how do we show up for others? Yeah. I mean, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, it was easier to show up because it was like you, it, it felt like such a novelty, right? Like it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, girl. Face like, time. Yeah, let's do Zoom. a Zoom happy hour like on that Friday so or whatever, that is so true. you know? Yeah, and yeah. like at that time, it's like, let's go for it. And then you realize like, okay, first of all, my liver can't keep handling these like Zoom happy hours. <laughs> um, but there's also such fatigue. Like we're a year in at this point. Um, and, yeah. and I feel you with that. Like, I think there's also... For the ones who it's like for me, it's like I've got people across the states that I want to hang out with or like yeah. check in on. But then there are people that are here. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I feel comfortable even seeing you or going to the park mm-hmm. or, you know, doing everything. So it has been really hard. I find I'm texting and Instagram messaging more than I used to yeah. because it just is like the least amount of effort. And, but it's like, not the, it's not like I'm trying to be like, what's going to be the least amount of effort. Cause I don't give a shit about this person, but it's more like, I think we're just all exhausted. And like, I've sent, and, and also it's just like, for me, it's like sending like gifts every now and then to a friend, like, Oh, like, you know, I hear you really been enjoying puzzles. I'm going to send you a puzzle during like at this Mm. time, or, you know, little like things that show, like I thought of you or, Oh my God, I saw this music video and it made me laugh or this TikTok and those types of things where it's like, you're checking in and touching base, but and it's just the right amount to say to someone, I care, I love you, I'm thinking of you, but I just don't have the energy to like 
be virtually communicating all the time. Right. So, I mean, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I I had like Zoom parties Mm -hmm. every Friday and Saturday. And I was connecting like, oh, my cousins, let's do it on Saturday evening. And then all the friends every Thursday, let's have a, a glass of wine. And now it's just exactly it's just become really hard to maintain them it's become really hard to just but but you know I I love that what you said about personalizing things because I recently got um a text message from someone and it was like hey girl what's up like how's it going how are you um I hope I hope you're doing well and it was like um make sure you call Jennifer and love you bunches like I don't know Maggie right Mm -hmm. so it was one of those that I feel like she that she just copy pasted and like sent it to like a lot of her friends which Mm. I was like I was like I get it you know what it's you still want to check in and you still and I'm not going to be mad at it like I'm not going to be like yo did you just copy paste it and send it to all your contacts right right Um, right because like you say like the least amount of effort like I I ain't got a lot of time but I just want to see like what's going on um but then I I was I I didn't want to be that person like yo I'm not Maggie you know and I'm not (laughs) Jennifer like (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. yaddy bitch, you know. <laughs> I'm but yaddy the, bitch. But I'm yeah. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Thank you. Like at least I was on your list of thing of people that you thought about, and maybe you made a mistake, or maybe you thought you were sending it to someone else. But I, I I'm sending you love. I hope you're good. Mm-hmm. I hope I get to see you once this is all over. I I'm sending you like a big hug. But I get you. I feel like those little moments even if it's through a dm even if it's through an old photo that comes up and you send it and you're Mm -hmm. like thinking of you that know of appreciation is so important and like it connects Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel something and it's like okay you know what yeah i'm in the midst of everything i i'm i'm thinking of you and i'm sending you love yep yep And, and you know you're appreciated so yeah, and it's pressure. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of pressure because it's like, yeah. uh, I, I already know there's someone right now who I have to write back. Yeah. I've totally forgot. And I'm also like <laughs> one of those, like, if I don't respond to your text, and this happens with you and me all the time, at the end of the day, my bad, Yadi. Like, I yeah, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of something. And, right, right. But, you know, I think uh, you, as I get older, the thing I value in friendships the most a quality that I wouldn't have thought about if you asked like college Jess is Mm. grace is Mm. that friends can be gracious with you and recognize where you're at. Right. Like if there's, if if a friend were to be like, you know, I think it's really fucked up. You're not hitting me up a bunch during this time. Like that, honestly, most likely I would get pissed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah because there's ways to say like I would appreciate if like we connected more or you know mm-hmm. ways to show someone that like you're frustrated or you just need someone to reach out more because you're maybe going through something and there's an internal battle and I know that for yeah. me when I'm going through it and like depressed or super anxious I go inward and yeah, the reality is right and so many of us do it and the reality is is that no one can guess what you're going through. And so it's like, rather than being bitter or angry or feeling like nobody cares, which again, when you're going through those things, your mind plays tricks on you. It's best to like 
tell people, tell someone, tell yeah, your, yeah, you know, yeah. those two, three homegirls that you're like, I know that you can, again, it's about, I know I can go to you for this. Don't call the chick that you're like, this is my party yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like, know that who you're going to hit up and be like, I need you to reach out to me. But because I know that it's really like the friends that are like, hey and I'm like oh my god my bad for hitting you up they're like oh girl no worries like it's been crazy or yeah. you know or just like I know I'm hitting you up out of the blue but do you happen to have this person's like information I know we haven't checked up and like caught up in a while so what's going on but like people who don't like make you feel guilty for everything all of the time mm. and have that sort of grace and that for me is like the qual one of the qualities that it takes time to recognize if a person has that but once you realize and find those types of people I find that's only going to be a friendship that has like longevity because eventually you know there will be kids there will be um other life events and you don't want yeah. someone like on you like you're a bad friend like I don't need right that. Right, 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 for sure. And also, too, I feel like when when it gets if, if it ever gets to that point of like, ah, you're a bad friend, you've been a, b- a bad friend, you did, you've left me, you abandoned me, like you really have to go and check um, what's going on. Like you say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's space for those things, right? I've I've had those situations where it's like, oh, well, now you text me, you don't make time for me, mm-hmm. you're hanging out with those people. And you're just like, Again, we're in where everyone's on a different path on their own path. Right. And sometimes paths cross and sometimes they disconnect again. And sometimes you will fall, you know, and fall apart in terms of like where you're at in life. I look back on a lot of friendships in college and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I will never want to be associated to you, to your crazy ass. Mm, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I will like, yeah, because I've become another person and because you are also another person and that's completely okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's in terms of qualities and in terms of, you know, grace, that's such a powerful one because it's, it's that feeling of also like, oh, we don't need to be texting every day. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be in contact with you every day. You know, there are those friendships that I do talk to them all the time, right? Like every day we're on it. Even if it's just like, yo, you good? All right, cool. Okay. Here's, here's a photo. Here's this. Did you see this article? Da, da, da. And then there's other friends that I don't talk to for weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yo, you check in, you good. All right, let's, what's going on? Okay, this is, this is what's, what's happening. And you just pick it up where you left off. There's different, I mean, that's what I mean was like, there's different kind of friendships and they're still very meaningful. Absolutely. One is not more, more precious than the other one. One is not more powerful. They're still friendships. And I love that you said grace because that's what I, that's what I mean when, when not only you give yourself also that grace to be a good friend to other people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you allow them too to make sure that they make space of kindness for you as well. Because one of the things that I think I've learned, and it's been really hard to to really kind of anchor it down in my life, has yeah. been honesty with friends. Mm. Um, when I started, when I started being on T, when I started a show when I was on a show and I, I was on TV it was the idea of fame mm. for me was re- a re- really bizarre like I never studied or or went into this thinking or yearning to be famous or wishing right. that I was famous and fame is a very bizarre concept mm. because when you don't when you grow up kind of like disconnected from it like you're not really you know I didn't grow up being dancing singing being a star or wanting to be a star when it when it hits you in the face 
you're just like, oh shit, like how do I, how do I react? I mean, I, I remember, funny story, the first time I was recognized by a group of, 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 of girls, of young girls, I was okay. doing a music show. I had a music show called Reventon with Yarel. So uh-huh. it was, it was kind of, it was a show about music and it was more, more than anything Mexican music in the U.S. in English. And we were in Vegas. We were on tour with a band and my camera operator, who's now like one of my really, really good friends. We, I was like, Hey, what's up everybody? I'm here in, in Vegas. We're going to party with Intocable tonight. It's going down, whatever. And I see a group of girls from far kind of running towards me. It was like a group of five girls. Oh my gosh. And I, mind you, I was like 21 years old. I was like, this was my first gig, Jazz. This was my first national kind of uh-huh. opportunity. They're running towards me. And I was just like, Chente, my camera. I'm like, we, we, can we move over there? Like, let's move somewhere else. No, because this shot's like weird. He's like, okay, moves. <laughs> and they're still coming towards me. Oh, and then damn. I'm like, and then I'm like, Chente, I start getting, zo- I, I remember getting anxiety. Like I, I was shaking. I was like, Chente, um, oh my gosh, I think those girls are coming towards me. I'm like, I don't know. Cause they were screaming like my name. Like, Yarel! And I was like, oh my gosh, let's just go. Let's just leave. And he's like, what? Why? I'm like, well, cause I don't know what to do. Like, this is so weird. Why do they want to talk to me? I don't, why would they want to hang out with me? Like I, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. And he's like, you, and he had to pull me aside and be like, stop. Mm-hmm. He's like, how would you feel if you met someone that you, that you admired and they dissed you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but, but, and then again, I was like, I'm nobody. I don't, I, why would it? He's like, he's like, and they, him being funny, he's like, I really don't understand. He's like, why would want to talk to you? <laughs> but they want to hang out with you. So take a photo with them. And I'm like, what am I supposed to sign? Like, what am I, he's like, write your name, a little heart. I don't know if I can scribble something, uh-huh. but you need to talk to them. And it was one of those really surreal moments for me when it was like talking to these girls that were like, Yarel, oh my gosh, we saw the show last week and this going to get your autograph, your photo. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of settling down and he's recording this. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm getting an anxiety attack. I don't know what to do. I, I remember signing my name, a heart, a star, a happy <laughs> face. That was my autograph. A happy face. Oh my I God, know that is do. so cute. It was the weirdest thing. I really, I think he still has that video and I would want to see that video. But when that happened, I think it was like a domino effect, right? Of mm. like lot of like old friends and, fr- and new friends. And you re- and me realizing like, oh shit, what, what, what friendship is real and what friendship is in it for what I represent now. Or for for where I'm at now, which I'm sure it's happened to you with your position as well, right? At Spotify, like who's coming at me and is being really honest about being, you know, curious Mm -hmm. about talking to me or who wants something out of me. And it took me a really long time to learn and to differentiate when something was genuine, when, when a relationship was genuine and it when it wasn't at all. So from there on, it was like honesty for me and, and friendships has been like super important because it's like, I want to hear it. Like, tell me when I'm not, tell me if, if this, tell me if this photo isn't, 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 you know, tell me if, if, if what I wrote isn't right. Tell me if, if what I said is not okay. Tell me if I'm out of line. Yeah. Like be okay. Have enough, um, 
space to be able to be real with me. Right. Because there's, I, I hear a lot of, I, a lot of, you know, chatter all the time. Mm. And I hear a lot of people praising me because of my position. And I know it's not real and I know it's not honest and I know right. it's not, it's not in my best interest. Right. So I value so much my friends, my, my those friendships now that they're like, uh, Yadi, I don't think you should do that. Mm. Or you should not sign that contract. Or you should not look into that. Mm-hmm. Or you shouldn't have said that and mm-hmm. apologize. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I respect that so much. And I'm also curious, other than the fact that you want people to be honest with you, um, you know, how do you feel that your friends have responded to your success? And did you have to have any conversations with people or was it sort of like you automatically maybe ended things where people were jealous or not supportive or assumed that you became a different person because of your success? Yeah. Oh, all of the above, all of them, for sure. The the ones that um, I felt were not, didn't really care or thought or had another idea of me uh, to some extent, the, you know, other friends who, again, wanted maybe something out of my new, my position, my role, my exposure, uh, and, and also, you know, friends who just didn't really understand it, right, didn't really understand what I was doing, so they were a, a bit not even interested, which, again, completely understandable. It's people go through different phases and different stages, and they're in different stages in their lives. But I think for the most part, the ones that I truly value, like I say, I have a committee, right? Like I have mm-hmm. a petite comité um, <laughs> of like five to seven really close friends that I I send my contracts to. And I send, you know, everything that has to do with just really personal, even aspects like of my of my life as a public figure to to check me to check me when things are not okay to check my shit too when when things are not in my best interest and I think they have been the ones too that have kept me extremely grounded like extremely connected to why I'm doing this in the first place um and it was maybe all of them that that have told me like oh whenever we think that you your ego's getting the best of you or you're acting out of line, we will make sure that we check you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and we've had those conversations when I'm just like, please do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. ever want to get to that point where my best friends feel completely discon- disconnected to who I am because I, 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 that committee, I feel, knows me sometimes even more than I know myself. Right. Like, like the real me, right? Like, uh, once you take off all the layers of, again, fame, exposure... All these things, they really know, and they really know where my heart is. They really know what my intentions are, and I want to keep that as pure as possible in, th- through my entire career. So, so yeah, and that's why also too, I encourage people. And and like when when young girls, you know, they ask you like, what do you what do you think you sh- in in terms of like I'm on air or I'm on TV? It's like yeah, make sure you 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 have that committee, that mm-hmm. committee that committee that keeps it real that has your best interest at heart and that keeps you grounded, yeah. that checks you, that helps you thrive with the best intentions because you really know where your heart is at, where your passion is at, where you're, you know, you're the, the, the person that you really are thrives in. So yeah. What about yeah. for you? I mean, I, 
Because, I mean, moving away from home, I think, as even when I was in Miami, that was like a crazy time where I honestly felt like I had no friends. And it was really hard to make genuine connections. Did you find it hard yeah. when you moved to L.A.? Oh, my God, it was so hard. Um, kind of like near impossible at first. Well, because like if you think mm. about it, right, you were saying like your last closest friend that you made was at work. And my first like three and a half years in LA, I worked remotely. So I worked from home and I worked for a bunch of companies based out of New York, ironically. So it was like, I wasn't really meeting people or if I was, it was like, I was on set for like a few days and then that was it. So it was like, um, not exactly like the opportunity to make like meet like hard and fast friends. And so my first girlfriend that I met out here, um, I met at like some like salsa meetup and she was awesome. And honestly, one of the, like the first people who really like taught me that grace that I'm talking about, where it's like, mm-hmm. we'd see each other and then we won it and it, or I'd hit her up and then I won it. And she'd just be like, girl, we got, we all got shit to do. Like, don't worry. And, yeah. um, and then I, and then I met you and through you, I met a bunch of people and um, yeah, girl. <laughs> and then Marcos, I met um, a lot of people, but you know, with, with, when I met Marcos um, and I started hanging out with his friends I had to quickly learn that like, and I remember him having this conversation with me, like he was like, everyone's not going to be your friend, Jess, or like going to be like your best friend. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm great. (laughs) But I was just so hungry for friendship that Mm. I wasn't doing my due diligence in like checking if people were even worth my friendship. And so it was like, I was taking it personal if I didn't feel like things were evolving um it it felt like honestly I I found a boyfriend faster than I found like girlfriends and I was like I want to date friends and he's like (laughs) "Uh, I'm here I was like not you I want to date girls I want to find friends you know Um, yeah yeah and I tried, I would like at church and, you know, through Marcos's friends. And honestly, I was like, just talking to people at Trader Joe's. Like, it was just like, I was like, where are y'all at? Um, and, and, you know, gradually people found me. And again, like, you know, I was fortunate that I, I had amazing homegirls back in, in Jersey and New York. And so they sort of stayed you know the homies and to this day it's like yeah we may not speak for like three months and then we connect and it's like time never like we didn't skip a beat um, yeah, yeah, yeah but it definitely I think up until last year I felt like okay I have found a crew in LA but it took mm. what now I February was six years of me being here it took om- almost six years for me to feel like okay I found a crew and like mm. Wow. One of them was Danielle who lived out here before, you know, who was like, (laughs) I've been 11 years old, but like in terms of like homies and like, okay, you know, and, and the irony of it, it took till five years and then we were all in quarantine and now I'm like, I don't want to go see anybody. Right. (laughs) But yeah, That's so crazy. It was really hard. And it honestly, like, it took a lot for me um, as someone who sort of like struggles with my own codependency and like setting boundaries and the likability trap of things. Like it was a lot of like learning at first um, for me to just be like figuring out how to bring my authentic self into situations. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I do feel like when I was meeting a lot of people, I felt very different and, and I didn't feel mm-hmm. that way when I was in New York 
and Jersey, but those are like my homies that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, there's right. like a different vibe out here and that's not to say it's a bad thing, but it just felt like me finding my space. Um, mm. And, and now, you know, um, Marcos and I like to say like the circle is closed and that's not to say like, we're not down to like have new friends, but like, um, I haven't actually spoken about this on the podcast, but Marcos executive produced the Bad Bunny album last year, El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. I mean, no, you know, no biggie, just, 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 just some album, you know, that's just like number one it. for like, I don't know how many months and shit. <laughs> You know, oh my God, you sounded just like Alex when you were saying. <laughs> but, just, I mean. I mean, exactly. It sounded I mean. just like him. Oh my God, so funny. But yeah, so, and it was so funny, dude, because legit, like, people came out the fucking woodworks. And more for him. But even, like, some girls that, like, I had thought we were cool, and then they just stopped responding to me years ago all of a sudden hey how are you how's it going and I was just like nabu mm-hmm. we're not doing that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's that the circle is closed and I think it doesn't matter if it's like you're on tv you come into um a new opportunity or even like you move into a new area I think there will always be people no matter mm-hmm. your economic your uh social your and your, your your anything status there will always be people who want to come along for the good and don't want to rock with you with the bad oof and yep. It, you don't need to be on camera for that. You don't need to have signed a record deal for that or anything exactly. like that. You know, exactly. there will always be people like that in your life. And it is so important that you have those friends and that you have that community that will help you po- either point those people out if you don't see it yourself or that you have the confidence in yourself to be like, nah, I'm good. Thank you. The circle's closed. Right, right. True. You know, I, I asked you that too. And I, 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 that, I was going to ask you that as well. Like, you know, when you started at Spotify, not a few months after, I remember someone again, like an Instagram connector was yeah. like, yo, I think you had worked on Evie Qu- with Evie Queen on yeah. a project. And I had posted like, oh my gosh, I love it. My girl Jess produced it. And like, someone was like, yeah, someone that I haven't talked to since like high school who was probably a bully to me in high school uh-huh. <laughs> and like was like yo yeah so your friend she knows Evie queen like my little sister is a fan like can you it was i never told you because i was just like delete yeah yeah yeah. but it was one of those things that you're like mm, okay i'm i'm sure it happened to you when like you were at this new in this new position and had access to these you know like the glamour of entertainment mm-hmm. right and like all these amazing artists and like, oh, people just showing up out of nowhere, like yeah. wanting to be cool, which, yeah, hey, what's up? How's it going? Cool. Everything's OK. But then there's like a fine line also of like, where, where were you before I posted this or where mm-hmm. were you before I got this gig? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that sometimes people forget these are our jobs and it's like, I'm not friends with these people, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're not my like and it's like. I think the the funny thing is, is I think you and I are both very, very generous people. And if we have the opportunity to do something for our close friends or our family, we will most likely do it without them even asking us. For sure. And 
so it's it's the audacity of people to come through and be like okay well now can you do something for me mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I, don't, I feel like that line um like I don't know you man and I know you from where <laughs> elementary school like I did as I'm like that is how I feel sometimes yeah. um but but yeah I mean like to 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 our listeners to everyone out there I think we all have to figure out our boundaries and we all have to figure out how to protect our space. And sometimes that's like protecting the integrity of friendships. Sometimes that's protecting your spirit. Sometimes that is just like protecting, like for me, it's like protecting my partner, you know, at times, but I think Mm -hmm. it's all about like, you know, for you, you're like my most valued quality in a friend is honesty. For me right now, I'm saying mine is grace. And I think like we all need to decide what is the quality that we value? Are we offering it to people and are we yep. receiving it? Exactly. I think that's another, that's another takeaway that I would love our listeners to, to, to leave with is that too. Like as much as what are we receiving, what, are, what is it that we're also giving out? Mm-hmm. How, what are, how are we showing up? Because it could also be like, well, I want you to be this kind of friend, right? I expect you to be honest with me, but how are you showing up to that friendship? Exactly. If that's what you want, then you have to also make sure you build that in you and your friends um, to be a better friend as well. Yep, exactly, exactly. So that's how we nurture friendships, y'all. That's also how we... Cut people off. <laughs> yeah. Or hey, set boundaries, rather. Right. As Debbie would say, is that Debbie would say heart excited to be in your presence? Yeah. If it's just a mm, then no thank you. It's okay if it doesn't. It's okay if you gotta let it go. It's fine. It's probably yeah. be- the best for your highest self. Mm, amen. And that's what we try to do here, y'all you know, reach that (laughs) higher self. (laughs) Um, So this cozy combo was brought to you by Yadel and Jessica. (laughs) But if you want to sponsor episodes, hit us up. You can always email us, um, hola at weightholdsuppodcast.com. And of course, we love, love, love hearing from you all. Um, You actually sent us some really great ideas of topics we can dive into. Special. Yeah, special shout outs to Masi Mayra, to Laura S, to It's Cassie, to A-R-L-Y-V for sending us, you know, some ideas and friendships being one of them. So we hope you guys, you ladies enjoyed this one. Yes, thank you so much for listening. You can always find us on Instagram at Wait Holds Up Pod. Same for TikTok. And of course, leave us a review on iTunes. Please, please, please. Yeah. (laughs) leave us a review on itunes check us out on spotify wherever you listen to your podcast and of course yeah those reviews on itunes really help us and we've been getting really 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 good ones and that made me really really happy the other day that i saw the reviews so thank you all for taking the time to share with us what you think of of the work that we're doing here we hope you enjoy it we do it with a lot of heart with a lot of love And um, yes, we send you all that heart and all that good energy wherever you are. Yes, stay safe and send y'all mad love. Till next time. Bye. Bye.